Yeah, I mean, the reality is is that content will always get deprioritized over other things. Always. You know, PPC will always come above content if it comes down to push and shove and yep. you have limited time, which you do as a content manager. So you'll find that if you are pulling other people into it, it's not going to be their priority. You're mm. going to miss deadlines. And to be honest, your company will lose faith in content marketing. You yourself yep. will lose faith in content marketing because you're missing these deadlines. Yep. You don't have someone in that seat that knows exactly what they're doing yep. and they have that writing and journalism background and so it's a ripple effect from yeah. there it sounds great in theory but in reality I, I don't know a company that has done that and has done that well if you want to walk an inbound path you need a content manager welcome to the marketing mentors podcast brought to you by red pandas digital I'm Tasha and I'm joined by the, of course, lovely Linda. And if you didn't pick up on what Linda just said, we are talking about whether or not you need a content manager or a marketing manager, which is something we are hearing a lot of lately. And I'm very excited to see what Linda has to say because I know she's been hearing it probably more than I have with her content clients. Uh, But yeah, over to you, Linda. How do we get this started? Yeah, so thanks for that, T. I think... Like you said, we are hearing and having this conversation a lot. I think what encompasses a content manager is probably still an unknown thing to a Mm. lot of companies. So I think it'll be important for us today to kind of define what is a content manager as opposed to a marketing manager. And then maybe even like the little sub job types as well, like, you know, copywriter, content writer, what are they? Social media coordinator. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many in that realm. That's true. Yeah, so it's probably important for us to kind of talk about what the differences are in regards to content manager versus marketing manager. Yeah. And then we can probably talk about what a lot of people ask, which is yep. well, why do I need one over the other? Do I need both? Aren't they the what same does thing? That look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so what is the difference between a content manager and a marketing manager? So if we start from a content manager point of view – In a nutshell, they are responsible for all the content creation efforts within your company. Okay. So they are responsible for the creation, the direction, and also um, the distribution of all the content across all your platforms. Yeah. So that can look like blogs, um, creating new blogs, uh, optimizing existing blogs. Yep. It's your emails. It's your social media. Podcast. It's your website. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yep. yeah. It's content across all of your platforms. But the important part here is that they are solely dedicated to that. Okay. So they're not doing anything outside. They're not creating like pamphlets or brochures. Um. Good mm. question. That's mm. more outbound. Okay. I would say, depending on the use of it. Yep. But. For today, I would say I'm definitely, when I think content manager, yep. thinking inbound content manager. Yep. And that's the difference. That's, I think that's the big difference between a content manager, and we'll get to it, but a marketing manager yeah. is the inbound efforts of content. Yeah. And they are responsible for that. Whereas, you know, you look at a copywriter or a, um, a content writer, mm-hmm. that's less managerial, so less around the, um, the strategic um, direction of yep. the content of the company and it's more specific. Okay. With marketing manager, mm. T, give me your kind of – I think we're definitely on the same page here, but give the me – The content, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So marketing manager, well, how would you define that? Yeah, uh, well, I think it definitely would be different for different companies. Mm. Obviously, I feel like there's a key – there's a few things that will make a difference for everyone and that might be budget, size of company, goals – 
um, and those are going to come up again in a little bit. But from my experience, what I have seen and who I've worked with is the marketing manager is more of a higher level strategic role, someone that needs to have enough of a generalist understanding of the different buckets or realms of marketing that we've talked about before. Yeah. So you, you've got enough knowledge to be, you know, um, an SEO generalist, a paid media gen, uh, generalist, a content generalist. You know what content is good, what, can, what content is not good, but you don't have the fine-tuned content skills that a content manager would have or an SEO yeah. specialist would have or some type of subject matter expert would yeah. have. I tend to see marketing managers, uh, you know, they're obviously some in some organisations, they're within that C-suite of levels. So they've got a lot more just like big budget management they have to deal with and just organise. It's a bit more political, if you will. It's yeah. less creative. They don't have as much capacity to be super creative in the role because they've got all they're the multiple. They're just spread so thin. Exactly. Yeah. They've got multiple roles um, to manage as well as multiple team members to make sure that things are happening and all they Look, again, being being I'm being generalist here. I could be mm. completely wrong and everyone, you know, everyone's got their own different experiences. I'm drawing off of what I've worked with. Yeah. And if we're talking generally speaking in larger organizations, let's say minimum 200 people type of thing. Yeah. A marketing manager is typically that more strategic head of department and has, you know, um the heads fingers of, in every Exactly. Every pie. In every pie. <laughs> every say. bucket. Fingers in pies. I don't mind. I don't know. I think of American pie when I say that. And I'm like, oh, That's my God, not Linda, good. don't take me there. Oh, my God. Should we went there. Feel free to edit that out if you want. <laughs> Why? Leave it in. Fingers in pies. <laughs> yeah. Fingers in pies. Yeah. Anyway, you can we have your. There. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, the marketing manager has a more broader knowledge. Yeah. And you're right, it's spread a bit thinner. A content manager is purely for, like Linda said, the content on your website, your inbound marketing efforts. Uh, what did I write here? So the content manager owns that inbound marketing. If you want to hit organic goals, yeah, like you want to grow your SEO, your organic reach, yeah. and you want to be delivering you know, educational, valuable content, that's what a content marketing manager does. And also I'll add to that, the fundamental skills are different yes. between what you generally find or what you want to find when hiring a marketing manager versus a content manager. Yeah. A content manager, their background should be journalism. It should be, they should have writing skills, publishing yep. skills, whereas your marketing manager, they do have different backgrounds in regards to, okay, they might be graphic design focused. Yep. They might um, have that paid media understanding they have that more generalist knowledge, probably yep. studied a marketing degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a content manager needs to have very strong writing skills, hence why yep. Linda says journalism. Um, and if they have those strong writing skills, then understanding how to write compelling stories and, you know, uh, content that moves the needle, if you will, or content yep. that engages someone, captures them, then converts them into a – opportunity and then eventually sell we can sell to them that sells that is yeah that is what we want out of a content manager someone yeah. that has that skill and can do that now whether or not they can do that for every industry that's different obviously we're drilling if we're going to drill into a content manager now we can get really really niche and think okay well a content manager for a marketing company mm. would be yeah a journalist but someone that's got fine-tuned skills when it comes to marketing mm. versus a content manager for a you know, swimming company or yeah. something like a pool company, yeah. right? They need to just obviously have the skills, the tangible skills of writing, but then yeah. the product knowledge or the 
the subject matter expertise of what it is you're writing about. Yeah, I, I, I might also say on the flip side of that as well, mm. though, T, is it depends on how you're hiring for your content okay. manager. So, for example, with Taya specifically, so They Ask You Answer, yep. book by Marcus Sheridan, which at that... <laughs> A book by Marcus Sheridan. <laughs> Marcus Sheridan. <laughs> That's what that is your say. name now. No. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay. When we're talking, they ask you answer. Yeah. And hiring specifically a, a content marketer, um, sorry, content manager for they ask you answer, then what I would say is the two predominant skills that mm. I would recommend that you hire for is someone that has a journalism background yep. and that someone someone can communicate well okay. and someone that can um, be able to run effective interviews with their subject matter experts. So, okay. so I wouldn't necessarily expect them to have that background because that's right. to a degree like it kind of is a bit of a unicorn, if you will, if yep. you want a top writer what? as well. I'm as. asking for a unicorn in yeah, marketing? Yeah, you are. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, true. So, so with that said then, Linda, if I I come to you, I'm your, I'm your, you know, I'm your CEO client and you're coaching or you're guiding me to yeah. hire a content manager uh, and I've got two candidates in front of me. My, my company is a swimming pool company, let's yeah, say, right? Yeah. So the one candidate one has got strong writing skills, yeah. very bad communicator, mm-hmm. but has got a lot of experience with swimming pools mm-hmm. and loves swimming themselves. Candidate two, no experience with swimming pools, also a journalist, so like-for-like journalism, but a better communicator. My swimming pool company, the bias in me, the person inside of me says, well, of course mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a person that knows how to talk about swimming pools already because he's got that product knowledge. What would you advise me to do, though? I would advise the latter. Okay. Someone that has on-par journalism skills and is a good communicator um, purely because when we're writing content, right, we're looking at the different stages in the buyer's journey. And so within the company, I'm assuming there are people dedicated to, you know, you have sales, you have customer service. And so those people are in and out of that part of the buyer's journey. Yeah. And so they understand the consumers or the customers, we uh, oh my God, why am I butchering my words today? Fears, worries, concerns. I we were still going, like normal. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, they know exactly yeah. what's happening at that part of the buyer's journey. Yeah. So it's difficult and a lot to ask for yeah. one person to understand everything that's going on and to be able to truly address what's going on at that part of the buyer's journey. Yeah as opposed to being able to just run really effective interviews yep. and be able to extrapolate the information that they need okay. to to then use I their other that. skill, which is writing an awesome piece of content that yeah. sells. I totally get that and I can yeah. relate to it as in like when you're hiring, you might find someone that lacks the knowledge of, let's say like we're in digital marketing, they lack the digital marketing knowledge but they have yeah. incredible attitude, They great work ethic, meet fit, fit and meet your culture and have got good communication skills. You're kind of like... I can mm. I can forgive the lack of experience yeah. that you have in digital marketing because you've got all these other incredible traits. Yeah. So I can I can see the similarities there where you might say, okay, I've got these two really good candidates. One might be more knowledgeable about the product that I sell, but just is a very poor communicator. So when yeah. it comes to giving feedback or being radically candid with them or trying to get them to grow and have that growth mindset with you might be harder because they're a bit more closed in as opposed to the person that you can teach them about your pools and you can teach them about your product and educate them that way but their communication skills are there and their writing skills are there. So like Linda said, you're going to have a better outcome because you can hold better interviews, 
you can have better conversations with that person. Yeah. Um, and, and you prank, can yeah. you can address like that. the consumers better because you're talking to people that are talking to your consumers. Yeah. Mind you, the first element which you mentioned potentially could work for a very small company. Okay. You know what I mean? If they don't have people embedded in different parts of the buyer's journey, oh, if they are mean. that small, then it might be worth someone coming in that does have like generalist okay. knowledge potentially. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So we definitely went down a rabbit hole about we content did. manager <laughs> and marketing manager, but that's cool. I think, um, you know, it is important to realise that there is a difference in the two mm. and – I think when it comes to an organization saying, well, which one do I need? It probably comes why down one to over the other. Exactly. Well, why one over the other? Which one should I go for first? Is there a preference for which one? I do think it comes down to a few things like yeah. your business goals, your marketing goals, your yeah. budgets, your capacities. Like there's a few questions that you might want to be asking or thinking about before you um, make big decisions like that because it is a big decision. Mm. Uh, and, you know, what would you say to that, Linda, if someone is considering, you know, one or the other? So the main element there, T, that you mentioned is goals. Mm -hmm. So how does your business plan to grow, generate revenue, generate brand awareness? Is it inbound focused? Is it outbound focused? If it is inbound focused, then that's where I would say you most definitely yeah. need a content manager on your team. Inbound being you want the leads coming to you as opposed to you going out having to find the leads. Yeah, 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 definitely. So if you want to be writing content that sells, you know, producing a certain amount of articles per week that answers your consumers' questions, yeah. that, you know, answers questions that you know has high search volume on Google, mm -hmm. that inbound type tactic, yeah. then you need someone dedicated to working on that because something that we hear often, yeah. right, and I've got it written down here is we're not ready to commit yet. We want to dabble first to see if inbound marketing is for us before we start adding headcount, yep. especially right now because everything's so certain. Yep, yep, yep. You hear that a lot. But the problem with that is if you don't dedicate someone to your content strategy, then you're failing before you even begin. Yeah, it's it's almost like a double-edged sword. You, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because, yeah, you're going to have to outlay, the, outlay those expenses and, like, we're seeing it. Yeah. We've seen it, sorry, when we first invested, and I say invested because it is, it was, it's an investment into a content marketing manager. And it's manager. a big risk if yeah. you are unfamiliar with that previously. If you haven't exactly. hired that role before, if you don't know much about that role, I can appreciate it's much more uncertain than a marketing manager yeah, role. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, you know, you, you put that investment in, you put all this time and energy into creating this role and finessing this role, not even sure what it really looks like, executing a strategy, and then it takes time. It takes time to see results. Mm. It takes time to see the the return on that investment of a whole human person creating yeah. that content and editing that content and all that type of stuff. Depending on the level of the skill of that that person as well, um, you know, a manager or a CEO, again, depending yeah. on the team, has to spend a bit more time with that person, getting them, yeah. um, you know, in the right tone of voice, working on their communication skills, yeah. guiding them, all that type of stuff. So it is, it's a huge investment of money and time for a business, yeah, for that's sure. that's true. And, and it's hard to think of this role outside of like what we do day in and day out. Mm. Like we, we talk about content manager when it comes to They Ask You Answer. And so there's a very specific framework in yeah. which they're following. 
Um, so strategically, that's outlined within yeah, They Ask You Answer. Exactly. But I can imagine for companies that out- sit outside of that and aren't familiar with Marcus Sheridan's framework, um, you know, bringing someone in that is able to or has had that experience is probably very important because yeah. strategically they need to understand what needs to come first in content, yeah. second, third, you know. You're not going to start creating um, – you know, these crazy lead magnets straight away if you're not producing any content or if the content on your website isn't great. I think that's probably where a lot of companies might feel a bit lost. It's like they think, yeah, I don't know if we're ready to add the headcount yet. Okay, fair enough. That's a valid reason. Mm. Do you even have the budget to do that? I get it and whatnot. You can't guarantee that leads are going to come. But then there's also this side of, um, you know, what are we going to write about? How much, like, how long can we write about they ask you answer? How many customer questions could there possibly be? Uh, so maybe they struggle to see that return. I love that you just chuckled there yeah. because you probably hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, they might struggle. Not only are they struggling with this, like, oh, I've got to get a whole new person in, but then, like, surely there's not that much stuff that they can write about. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> tell me your sales team are uh, getting asked the same questions constantly and never anything new like there are always advancements there are always new questions the industry will always move yeah there is a never-ending amount of questions that your team will get from consumers and they'll ask in different ways and you should be addressing content in different ways that's why I think and like without getting too deep into this but this whole idea like if, if an organization if you're struggling with trying to convince someone that they need a content manager because they can't, they like dollar-wise, they can't see past it. I think that that's when that cultural shift of marketing as a cost center rather than a, um, like a, rev- a source of revenue mm. hasn't happened. Yeah. And they still see marketing as the ones that come into the boardroom with the pretty pictures and want to spend all the money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It hasn't, that shift hasn't been made yet because when we look at marketing department and content specifically Mm. as a source of revenue, that's when we go, of course, let's hire that content manager for 70K, whatever it is. Yeah. Because we know that within three to six months time, that content is going to be bringing us many, many, many inbound leads. That's a good point. And it's it's not lost on the the kind of the duties and the responsibilities of a content manager as well, which we didn't mention. So of course, T, like you say, there is the content development and yep. distribution, but there is also the analytics side of things as well. Of course. And this role has tangible outcomes Literally. that are expected. Yeah. You know, as a content manager, you need to see what content is producing results. And of course, there's, you know, making sure that you have the CRM to be able to support that so you can. HubSpot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> HubSpot. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's another part of it. They need yep. to be able to understand the analytics behind the content that they're producing to be able to show results for it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it a lot now, Linda. It's, it's a hard sell. Yeah. And it's a hard slog of creating content for a bit of time. But when the results pour in, they pour in. Like mm. they actually pour in. Well, there's an example um, that Impact often talk about mm. and it is a company called West Roofing Systems. Yep. And they hired an in-house content manager. That's something that we should talk about as well, in-house versus outsourced. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I've got they hired an in-house content manager and they saw, and this is one example of so many, but they saw a 1,200% increase in website traffic and an 828% jump in lead conversions. Yeah, wow. Amongst other things. Yep. 
from this content manager? Any idea of time frame? I feel like it would be probably like an eighteen month. Not from this snippet. No. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure. I think normally those in normally that they ask you into clients are within the twelve to eighteen month time frame of seeing those types of numbers. Definitely, it's definitely not three months. Yeah, (laughs) love it to be three months. (laughs) That would be amazing. Uh, Let's be real. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible. That's incredible. Just creating content and investing one person in to just creating the content. I know that. Um, in the last probably three to six months or so, mm. Red Pandas have absolutely doubled down yep. on our own in-house content as yep. well. And, you know, sales can't keep up with the the inquiries coming through. It's yep. it's actually, it's pretty it's pretty full on Yeah, uh, just how many leads are coming through and, and how educated they are by the time mm. they get to us. Yeah. So we're having these conversations of like we're not even, they're not even like middle funnel. They're very, very bottom right. funnel. Like they're just yep. ready to. Sign the dotted line. I think yeah. more recently we had a client come through, now a client but a prospect then, mm. that literally said to Moby's like, I don't, I don't need to see or hear anything else. Just so give good. me the contract. Yeah. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And that's proof that our inbound marketing and our content marketing is working. Yeah. And that content, and it wouldn't be if we didn't have that content manager. That's dedicated. Dedicated to that. And in-house as well. Exactly. I like that you mentioned in-house versus outsourced because obviously we're a digital marketing agency. We do do content for some of our clients. It's a bit taboo usually to talk about this. Exactly. We're literally just being hypocrites, I reckon, for a moment here (laughs) because we're saying, no, get someone in-house, get someone in-house. And here we are for some of our clients doing content. With that said, none of the clients that we do that for, we haven't had this conversation with. Mm. So it's exciting that we're like we're, we're having these conversations behind the scenes, yeah. in front of the cameras, you know, to each other, uh, that, you know, we're seeing the proof in having an in-house uh, dedicated content manager for yeah. organisations. Yeah. And, you know, if being in the shoes of an agency doing content for clients, we are never going – I've had this conversation so many times with my clients – I'm never going to understand your customers or your business the way that you do. You live and breathe, you know, uh, childcare, for yep. example. I'm not going to be able to write for childcare. Sorry, this is a lie. I would be able to write for childcare yeah, because that's a terrible I'm an early childcare example. teacher. <laughs> That's the okay, worst let's, one. Let's talk it's about like Linda. Me. Okay, Linda, yeah. you're you're the ch- you're the account manager on the childcare account here at yeah. Red Pandas, right? You will never be able to write about no. childcare the same way that the marketing manager there with an early childcare background is going to because he's the subject matter expert and he knows yeah. his industry and he knows his business and he knows Lives what. and breathes exactly. it day in and day out. The reality is that we're not above this no. is that, you know, if you outsource your content, let's say to an agency, they will do a great, like, yeah, I'm going to say we, we, we would do a great job. Exactly. Not as great as you would do it. We would do a great job. But the reality is, is that we write that content and then we need to move on to another client. Exactly. Whereas your in-house content writer or your in-house content manager is writing that article and spending more time with your exactly. business. Exactly. And like yeah. Linda said, at the end of the day, we write that article, we move on. When you're working with an agency, you're always going to come up against things like we're out of hours, we're out of resources, your account doesn't have any more time, your account doesn't have you know, uh, enough budget for mm. that. So that's going to keep happening the more and, – and this is the same not just as an agency but even externally, a, an external writer, someone that's not hired by your business. Yeah. When you hire someone into your business as in they work for you, you don't run, you don't run into those issues. Yeah. You basically say here's the article we need written and it doesn't matter how many rounds of revisions, it gets written. Yeah. Because that's the KPI, that's the metric that they are being measured on. Now one thing that – we often also also hear with this tea 
and I know you come across this as well, is companies that will want to um, use their marketing team or people within mm. the rest of the teams yeah. who are where they're from and just put aside yeah. some time yep. for them to do content. It was like the first time I worked as a marketing manager at a company and my boss thought that I could just do everything. Yeah, He's like, if you learn everything there is to know about Google Ads, I'll give you a bonus. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. This is young, naive Tasha going, right. doing all the Google Ads. I can't stand Google Ads now. I'm so really? grateful for Tony, honestly, <laughs> because I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to them. Like I understand yeah. enough yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. And then this GA4 thing comes out that's not even related <laughs> to Google Ads, but it's still just like yeah, yeah, yeah. so much going on. So, again, grateful yep. for the team that we have. But <laughs> back to what we were talking about yeah. is, yeah, so often companies think, oh, well, I've got one marketing person. Can't you just do it all? Like yep. why can't you just do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the reality is is that content will always get deprioritized over other things. Always. You know, PPC will always come above content if it comes down to push and shove and you have limited time which you do as a content manager yeah so you'll find that if you are pulling other people into it it's not going to be their priority Mm. you're going to miss deadlines yeah and to be honest people your company will lose faith in content marketing you yourself will lose faith in content marketing because you're missing these deadlines you don't have someone in that seat that knows exactly what they're doing and they have that writing and journalism background and so it's a ripple effect from there exactly you know it sounds great in theory but in reality I, i don't know a company that has done that and has done that well yeah no i hear you I hear you. And I I was just like, you know, thinking about how so often when companies are going, you know, they're feeling stressed because they're not getting the leads or they don't know where they're going to get their next sales from, they go and they hire a salesperson. Mm, It's like, yeah. But who's that salesperson going to call and talk to? Yeah. If you you are struggling, instead of hiring a salesperson for a stupid amount of money, go and hire a content manager. Yeah. Yeah. For probably a fraction of the amount, if not at least, you know, a cheaper because it's not going to cost as much yeah i mean we often recommend uni graduates exactly that have a journalism background exactly ideal because they're just malleable they're ready to get into the workforce and they're keen yeah and get them to write you three articles a week answering Mm. questions that your clients already have and within six months you will be getting more leads then you can hire a salesperson to help convert those yeah i love that Oh, I think it's so yeah. funny how people always go straight to hiring more salespeople and they think yeah. marketing is a cost center. No, we're mm. the source of revenue for you. Yeah. You have to believe in that because that's where people are coming to you from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they this goes back to a previous a podcast as well, right? The yeah. buyer has changed. That's very old school mentality. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. More salespeople. It's yeah. Like, why? Why? What are they going to do? <laughs> Who are you going to sell to? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Jesus grinds my goose. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so true. So we've talked about the difference between a content marketing a content manager, sorry, and a marketing manager. Um, you know how you would choose one or the other. Some objections we've seen. Uh, I guess really maybe the last thing we can talk about is where do we go now? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like what's what's the next step to do if I want to? If if I'm still not sure if it's a content manager that I need or a marketing manager that I need, what do I do? Good question. I think reach out to Red Pandas. Linda's like, Tasha, you have the answer for that one, don't you? Honestly, I, I don't know. You know what I'm going to say? Hire a content manager. Literally, Please yeah. prove me otherwise. I've got to say Linda's our con- she's our resident content <laughs> marketing coach here. So she's obviously a massive advocate for 
like literally the first thing she does with clients is get them to hire a content manager. <laughs> it's like, and that's what Linda does. She'll walk a, com- a company through that. She's on, uh, she's onboarded multiple with CEOs before. So that's yeah. her strength. So of course, Linda's coming at it from a point of just hire the content marketing manager yeah, already. Oh my God. And I generate agree. inbound leads. I agree. I've seen it work too many times with my, with my clients. Obviously I'm more of, I'm HubSpot inclined, mm. but you're not going to see HubSpot work for you. You're not going to be able to see those reports in HubSpot, those awesome yeah. content reports that I can create for you, we can create together if you don't have a content manager creating that content. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. And you're just going to be chasing your tail, spreading yourself too thin and not hitting the goals that you want to hit. So yeah. considering it's the end of the year and everyone's getting ready for next year, I think 2023, if it's not on your list and you don't have a content manager, get yourself a content manager. Go and find whether it's someone part-time to start off with that can help you commit to two to three articles a week with the goal to get to three consistently. Yeah. That's where you need to be playing in. If you're not sure as well, you know, Tasha and I are here. Feel free to reach out to us. Yep. You know, if you are debating on marketing manager versus content manager versus copywriter, like, you know, we're here to talk through that. Um, It is a question that a lot of people ask and a lot of people try and half-heartedly do, I think. No, it won't work. Yeah. Like we've seen it happen. Moby was doing an article here and there. I was doing an article here and there. Yeah. You did an article here and there. social media posts here and there. Nothing was consistent until our content manager came on board. And it's funny because when you look at it in that way, a lot of um, even CEOs will just look at it like let's just tick the box. Let's just look like we're active on social media because (laughs) when they're looking at buying, then and and to a degree, yes, people are going to go on your social media to see if your business is alive and fair enough, but that's not groundbreaking results that we're talking about here. We're not talking about tick the box content marketing. We're talking about generating yes generating revenue growing brand awareness team it's a revenue it's source of revenue yeah it will not happen in the first three potentially six months Mm. it takes time and that's what business owners have issues with yeah they go i don't have time to wait sure go get a salesperson spend minimum ninety thousand dollars a year Mm. on this salesperson to possibly get you some leads yeah possibly you might be lucky you might be able to close some really quickly that's good but they'll dry up Your low-hanging fruit is yeah. what you'll capture. That's it. Yeah. And they'll dry up. Yeah. And then they'll start scraping at the bottom of the barrel for the crappy leads. It's not going to work. Mm. Go get a content manager already. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, Linda, it's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. And this is our last episode Oh, my gosh, together. it is. Uh, next episode, we'll have someone else joining us. So it should be fun. Uh, but otherwise... Uh, whilst we're online I just wanted to thank you for this year it's been really fun recording with you and I'm looking forward to next year and seeing where we can take the podcast and um, you know just growing continuing to grow together and learn likewise I love it bye for now bye